Imagine building a very healthy seven-figure business. I'm talking more like eight figures of total sales over a handful of years, and then losing it all. And on top of that, the job that you had and maintained, the passion that you had in a full-time career, you lose that within very short order as well. That's a big life reset, isn't it? Well, that's exactly what happened to today's guest. We're going to bring him on the line here in just a moment. It's the story of over the course of 20 years, which is a long time to be an internet-based business-building warrior. Over 20 years, this guy built an incredible team, an incredible business, and it was built on some fairly unstable ground, as we'll soon learn. And it was Amazon-based, as we'll soon learn as well, but he lost it. So he went from great income to no income to a conversation that he and I had a year ago. And then we'll bring you all the way up to today and tell you the end of the story. Not to give away too much, but there's a cool ending to this story that I think you're really going to enjoy with a lot of great lessons along the way and even a song that's been written just for this community that you can find details of in the show notes. The only link you'll ever need, Silent gym.com. That's Jim with a J. That's me, silentgym.com. You'll see the link to the song that Fred wrote for us. That's today's guest, as well as all the other really cool resources that are mentioned in this episode. So enjoy the journey today with Fred and I going through some of the invaluable lessons that apply to any of our businesses and some real encouragement for you as you continue your business building journey. Let's get Fred on the line. So Fred, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, my friend. How are you? Hey, man. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. I guess we're recording this early in January 2020. That's right. Yeah, New Year kicking off. I think you're my first interview of the year, actually, now that you mention it. So that's pretty cool for me. Yeah, started out right. I'm doing yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you awesome. so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited about being here and, and talking with you and sharing a little bit about my story and the journey that I've been on in e-commerce world now for more than a dozen years. So uh, I feel like in a way we're, we're brothers cut out of the same mold because we've both been at this, uh, you know, e-commerce. <laughs> That's true, man. <laughs> this game, you know, for a long time. We're like pioneers in the wild frontier, man. 20 years is no joke in this uh, industry right now. So we've, I'm sure we've got some good lessons that we can, we can roll out to the folks new and been around a while. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. I think I could say I've pretty much seen it all when it comes to Amazon and uh, the things that I've been through in my business on Amazon and elsewhere. I, I started out selling on Amazon before there was anything called Seller Central. It was called a Z shop at that time. Uh, FBA didn't exist. So everything was merchant fulfilled. And I started out, uh, it reminded me of an old commercial I, I, that you saw where somebody put a website and then all of a sudden they started getting an order and then they got more orders and more orders. Uh, that's how it started for me. And I actually started out in a dropship business that over the course of about 10 years generated over $65 million in sales. So huge, huge revenue numbers. And we've all learned that huge revenue numbers might sound flashy and awesome, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're making money. Um, so uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. Anytime dropship comes up as a theme on this show, it's only happened three or four times. Typically, it's in light of like 
please don't do that. Right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> right. Unless you really know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. I'll put it in the show notes for the listeners to an episode where he was talking about those kind of numbers, possibly even quite a bit more. And just the super thin margins. He's like, I wouldn't wish this business model on anybody. It's not a business model that, that is sustainable. Um, it's like chasing your tail. <laughs> it, it really is. And we got pretty good at it you know, over time uh, as far as minimizing the types of things that happen to most people who are drop shipping. Um, you know, uh, but nevertheless... We were suspended multiple times that I can remember and, you know, had to dig our way out of account suspensions. And it was one thing 10 years ago when maybe we were one seller out of five selling the same widget. But uh, as, as the years progress, you become one seller out of 50 or 60 selling the same widget bought from the same distributor at the same price. And at that point, all you can do is nickel and dime with the automated repricer down to nothing to win the buy box. And like you said, that's just not a viable business model. Uh, it lasted for a while. But and in the end, I took a pretty radical transformation a couple of years ago and made the decision just to shoot that thing in the head and get rid of it completely. But backing up a little bit, uh, I've always I've always been an entrepreneur. I was the kid on the bicycle, you know, selling the, the um, Christmas wrap and the Mm. The birthday cards and, you know, the jump rope for heart and all of those, you know, fundraisers. I was, people would close their blinds and lock the door when I would pedal up in their driveway. I just, <laughs> uh, on my bicycle with my golden retriever in tow, I just always have been a guy who loved bartering, loved the thought of buying and selling um, and and being able to provide value to somebody by selling them something that they need and, and getting paid for it in, in return. That whole principle has just always been cool to me. So um, I would say by passion and by calling, I'm a musician. So I've been in professional music ministry for about 25 years um, as a worship leader in various churches. And so I built this e-commerce business on the side, literally, uh, there was a time when we were doing $14 million in sales a year, and I was still working full-time for a church. Being very, very diligent and disciplined to give my best energy to that position as I should, and I had trained up a fantastic team around me of employees that helped run that operation and learned a lot about delegation and leadership and allowing them to make a lot of decisions. But... Uh, all of that came to an end here um, about a year and a half ago, uh, Jim, uh, after serving on a church staff for about 25 years, not all the same church, but the, the last one I was at, I was there for about 11 and a half years as a worship pastor, and they just kind of decided it was time to make a change uh, musically. Um, they just wanted to make a change in, in their direction, a, a different sound, a different look, a different feel that as a... 49-year-old, I don't think that I was necessarily the guy to carry that mantle any longer. And so my season there ended. And all of a sudden, I found myself as a father of four children married to my wife. So there's six of us. We live on St. Simons Island, Georgia, which is a resort island, southeast coast of Georgia. So it's not the lowest cost of living in the world. I found myself wrestling like, oh my gosh, what do I do here? I have um, 
a really nice salary and all the benefits that go along with that type of full-time employment that I have to recoup now. And um, I had just, like I said, I'd made this big transition where I cut my business model down. So uh, instead of having tens of millions of dollars in sales a year uh, with over a half a million active products on Amazon, um, I cut it down to about 12 products on Amazon. And, you know, the sales dropped dramatically to way less than that. But the silver lining in it, it was much more profitable. It was much more simple. It was much less stressful. And it's given me an opportunity now to uh, chase the dream full time. And that's what I've been doing the last year. Talk me through, man, that, what a compelling story. You know, the, the typical success story is, is more of a, I started here at a low point, we built up and now I'm at a high point. You know, that's our typical story that we've shared on this podcast. We've created so many of those stories here in this community. But your story is different that you created this robust business. How many people were working for you at the peak? I think at the peak, probably about nine, eight or nine. nine. And, and I think many listeners would think to themselves, man, I can't imagine myself ever having eight or nine employees, a multi-million dollar business. But this is where it's important to know your numbers, know your process, build sustainable systems. Because you were kind of spinning your wheel and it sounds like you were still in a position where I, I don't know, I, I have a lot of friends and who are in ministry. I don't know any of them who are getting rich off what they get paid. Right. <laughs> so I can't imagine that was a, a wild amount of income that you're getting being a worship leader, no matter, regardless of the size of the church. You know, it, it, it's, um, I'm sure it was a fair part of the pie that was coming in, but I know the numbers there couldn't have been that great. And the numbers from your business, it sounds like, weren't quite enough to justify maintaining it. Um, and I'm not asking you for specifics about your income, but you know, how comfortable, uncomfortable were you guys in that position income-wise? And then what did it feel like to drop down to 12 products? Like, Give us some perspective as much as you're comfortable with, Fred, on Absolutely. what that budget transition felt like going from two income streams down to 12 products on Amazon and saying, hey, God, what's next? It was absolutely frightening, completely frightening. I had a lot of confidence. I, I've been doing this for a long time and I've done it successfully, but yet still it, it was very frightening. And going through uh, such uh, an identity shift in my position at the church uh, and losing that, my confidence was just shaken to the core. So at that point, my confidence was shaken in every aspect just about of my life. But you know, for me as a man of faith, I just dug deep and prayed and I, I found myself having to walk and live the lyrics to the songs that I had led people singing for 20 some odd years. And, and to be completely honest with you, Jim, my life had, it had been great and it still is great. I, I really can't say I've had to really face serious trials like that. I've sung the songs and, and led them and wrote the songs and I meant them, but never have I really had to live them. But when this happened, it was a big deal. And, and I don't, I could be very transparent when I say as crazy as this may sound to some and numbers are relative to everyone, but I, I can tell you as, as a family of six, myself, my wife and four children, where we live without living a lavish lifestyle, we need six figures a year to just to make our personal budget. We could trim some things here and there, but um, um, we, we are leaders of Financial Peace University. We're, we drank the Dave Ramsey Kool-Aid years and years ago. 
it's just expensive. It's expensive to have four. Well, it, it, that's the story anywhere in the United States. Yeah. That's, you know, six figures is, I mean, we, we hear the statistics. It's not what it used to be. Dude, no, it's not. I, I mean, I think to even start to have a, a comfortable, I, we can take care of it where just the stuff life throws at you, you can look at it as an expense rather than a major setback. You need to be making 30 to 40 minimum per person in your household is kind of where I start. Like that's when you can start to put some money away and still be able to do some nice things and have flexibility. That's kind of always been the thought in my head up to about 70 a person. That's right. You know, yeah. I mean, because you look at, uh, as business owners, especially, taxes are no joke. I mean, you know, we, we get into, I, I start looking at the end of the year numbers around here. And if you add up all the ways, different ways we're taxed, government one way or another is getting half of everything. Absolutely. That's, totally- just the, that's just the reality. Once you get out of those basic lower income brackets, government's getting about half of what you're doing. Once you add up all the taxes, there's about 180 of them you got to add up. Right. They're getting half. They're getting their half. So I, you've really, as an entrepreneur, you've got to get out there and put in, yeah, six figures as a starting point Yeah, to make a go at this with a family. So yeah, I, I feel your pain. And that, that was a difficult year for sure. Had to have been. Right. Uh, I know we talked early on in that year too. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Just about a year ago. That's when we first discussed all this. Uh, I was on, your, on the Facebook group and, and this is when Lisa was doing these live giveaways. Uh, it was like, some Christmas giveaway or something. Yeah, Lisa Live. She still does that every Tuesday. Yeah, She's yeah, been doing that first so. for a while now, giving away different stuff and and uh, you know packages or discounts or event tickets and that sort of thing. Yeah. So right. so you got one of those, huh? Well, and, and and I did, and it was it was an answer to prayer because when this happened, I'm about one or two months into having my world completely shaken, my identity attacked, where I really was just not in a great place. And I've been listening to your show now for at least two plus years, uh, for a while, following you. And and I've said before, I felt there was a kindred spirit between us. And I just often thought I would really love a way to connect with him. You know, it would just be awesome if I ever had an opportunity to speak with Jim Cockrum, because you've been an inspiration to me in, in your faith, but also in your business and the way you serve others. And so, I mean, when she called my name, that I had won this one hour phone call consult with you. I was like, okay, all right. I'm starting to see some signs here that things are going in my direction and all everything that happens works for good. So I jumped into that. And thankfully, one of the principles that we lived by, and we live by this in our business and we live by this in our home. And it's another Dave Ramsey principle, but is that emergency fund. So we had an emergency fund and then not only personally in our personal finances, but also on my business side, I had about a year's worth of retained earnings. Um, So I had a lot of money stored up in a money market fund in my business. And, you know, when you have that money sitting in the account, the bankers start calling you. They want you to do something with that money. You know, I mean, there's investment. They want you to do this and that. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, you know, now this is my rainy day fund, my Murphy fund when something goes wrong. And thankfully we had that. And so I knew that I was about to slash my revenue down dramatically, but that I had at least, you know, six to nine months worth of revenue that I could pull out of that emergency fund. And once I depleted it, I knew I could begin to tap into our personal emergency fund. 
So, but I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to do that. So I'll also say there was something very cleansing on the day that I logged into Amazon Seller Central and I uploaded the purge all listing delete file. And <laughs> wow. I did over 500,000, a half a million skew out of the Amazon account. Uh, that was, that's just like taking the, the biggest, longest hot shower you've ever had and coming out fresh and clean. It, it felt so good. And uh, Man, that's stress, incredible. Yeah. The stress just, um, just immediately was like, uh, I don't have to deal with this anymore. This is so nice. And for those who don't understand why you would have that many listings and the dropship model, we're not going to go into that right now, Fred, but I just want to refer you guys. I'll stick it in the show notes for today's episode. There was another episode where we did that. We went into why dropshipping leads to having hundreds and very quickly thousands, and very quickly tens of thousands, or even hundreds of thousands of listings all operating at very thin margins or losses and putting your account at risk if you want to make any decent money. That's the model. That's so right. Don't, that's why we've never taught dropshipping as a, as a model. You didn't learn that from us, to be clear. Uh, that's you right. picked up yeah. those skills from someone else teaching, you know, teaching those other strategies. Uh, we've never endorsed those simply because of the reasons that you're talking about. So I, I just want to make sure everyone's you know, aware that uh, kind of the background there. And if you're not familiar with dropshipping and how it works on Amazon, that's, we're not going to go into it. But there's an episode. And I, if I had the number, if I'd done my homework a little bit, I'd have the number. But we'll stick it in the show notes at silent gym.com. Just go check this episode out. But we're here today with master musician, Fred McKinnon. <laughs> he is seriously talented. So I don't want to skip that part of your story. Uh, you weren't just a, a full-time worship leader. I mean, you, you've got significantly more than that going on uh, when it comes to your piano talents. But uh, I, I, loving this story. I think this is, this is real. You know, this is transparency, which I, I love that word. I love transparency way more than authenticity because I think authenticity can be faked I'm not such a big fan. Our culture kind of loves that word now. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of it because it's up to eye of the beholder. But transparency, it's like, hey, here's a window to my world. Yeah, that's great. Judge it how you will. This is exactly what's happening. You're seeing it all. These are the dirty details. I right. love these stories. Um, and I'm hoping it takes a good turn here soon. <laughs> yeah, well, and, it, and it has. So let's, let's make that turn because I don't want to dwell in, in the scary part we had our phone call a year ago mm -hmm. and I was just, it was so crazy. And we talked about all of this then. And um, one thing that you encouraged me about was sharing my information with others. And I specifically was asking about like a uh, proven partner and how I might consult and help other people to use my experience to help others. So um, part of the reason that I had, a little bit of confidence into killing this old business model was because I had started doing my own private labels. So at the time, I think I had two private labels of products that I was selling that were my own brand. So I'm beginning to do a little bit of brand building and I'm seeing 30 to 40% margin on those products instead of two to 3% margin on the dropship products. And it became apparent very quickly. Two things became apparent very quickly. One, I can make enough money on my own branded products um, than I can do in dropshipping at all. And then the other thing that became apparent was the dropshipping model is actually stealing money away from the profits of my private label business. 
So I decided, you know, we're going to diversify our income streams dramatically. Um, I've always had multiple income streams, but at this time I, I wanted to hit it with, I would say kind of a three prong approach. So number one was private label, continue to build my private label brands. And uh, what I mean by that, of course, you know, is having a product, whether it's a product that I customize or um, a completely original product. None of my products that are private label are completely original. They're all kind of a spinoff of another product that that I thought, how can I make this better? And uh, so private label and then wholesale to FBA, basically um, buying the right product, sourcing the right products at the right price that I know from research I can sell on Amazon or other marketplaces for a profit. And then third is partnering and consulting with others. One thing that held me back when I did work for a large church in a small community is I, I could not leverage that. It's, it was a bit of a conflict of interest, and I, I tried not to mix up my role as, as a pastor and then my role as an entrepreneur. I, I really tried to keep that line separated. And I think we talked about that. It's really almost a shame that you feel like you have to do that. Yeah, I could easily go on a little rant there. Yes, it goes. <laughs> it goes against um, so many things uh, biblically. Mm-hmm. I think you know that. Well, we me, if I could just allow a little sidebar here to, to yeah. tell a story along those lines, we coached a a pastor at a small church, and they you know they were paying him, but again, you don't get rich in ministry, right? Yeah. You know, the point zero 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 one percent who have a million dollar mansion. <laughs> That is not the reality of ministry. You know, the vast majority of people who are out there doing full-time ministry are, are getting, barely getting by. And it's, it's kind of tragic in a way. But I had a pastor who's one of our coaches, coaching students, I should say. And he called me up and his question for me, Fred, was he said, um, well, you know, the church is paying me. I think he has getting forty or $50,000 a year, family of four, I think it was. It's like, that, that's just not making ends meet. My online business now, it's taken off. I mean, we're probably going to put two or $300,000 in the bank this year. He said, the challenge I have putting that much money away compared to my, my salaries, I, I'm trying to keep these two worlds separate because I don't want people to think of me differently as their pastor if they understand how successful I am in business. <laughs> and I said, that's tragic. Yes. <laughs> you have yes. got to be able to stand up boldly integrate it into your messages on a Sunday morning and your counseling to those families that you love and just say the opportunity out there to improve your circumstances with flexibility and increased income and serving people around the world, using an online creative business, integrate that into your ministry. Don't try to separate these two worlds out and keep them in separate, you know, their own separate little universes. You got to integrate them in fully, 100%. Be proud to be a pastor when you're selling online and be proud to be an internet marketer when you're standing in the pulpit. That's the solution for it. it. I believe that's biblical. I really believe that's biblical. You know, not that those who aren't necessarily believers who listen to this show, you know, we're not going to get into theology. That's not what this show is about. Uh, but for the Christians, challenge. I would challenge you. There's a good book out there I'll drop on everyone. Uh, I had a good conversation with this guy just last week, actually. Josh Tolley is his name. Have you heard of him, Fred? I have not. Josh Tolley, T-O-L-L-E-Y wrote a good book called Evangelpreneur. And even for those in the, who don't have a biblical worldview, again, you might enjoy that book because he's the one who basically, basically makes the case that everyone needs to start a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Basically being financially irresponsible if you don't start a business. <laughs> Especially in the world we live in with the technology we have That's and the right. opportunities that we have. 
Absolutely. So missionaries around the world, people in ministry, uh, it's not donations that are going to get you there and fund that big vision. That's right. It's starting a business. It's, it's serving. Hey, this is Jim. Sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I wanted to alert you very quickly before we jump back to the show about today's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by The Legends Group. That is a small group of sellers who gather primarily on Facebook, but also live at a couple events per year and talk about how to source products successfully to sell on Amazon. They specialize in retail arbitrage and online arbitrage strategies. If you want to check them out and find out more about them, there's only one link to use. That's provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Again, provenamazoncourse.com slash legends. Go ahead and check them out. It is a phenomenal group. You can drop out anytime you want, but I think you're going to love the regular trainings, the positive atmosphere. It's like a big family. And if you want to hang out with other people who are doing creative things, sourcing retail and online arbitrage style for Amazon, that is where you want to be. Hey, let's jump back into the show now. I think that's really a great segue to Jim into what really has impacted me is, is through like proven product partnering and consulting others because people who are participating in what you guys are teaching, I would say if someone has PAC, they're more educated than the vast majority of business owners. PAC, proven Amazon course, of course, they're already educated. They already have the tools they need. And, and the world, there's just no shortage of people, our neighbors, our pastors, our, you know, our youth pastors who don't get paid anything hardly, you know, there's no shortage of people that couldn't benefit from the knowledge that we have, that we've learned through our e-commerce businesses. So uh, you encouraged me to jump into that headfirst um, a year ago. And I did. I jumped in and it was, the timing was just right. Um, everything was just right. And these opportunities began to just, you know, come into my lap. Uh, I'd see someone talking about something on Facebook and I would comment and say, hey, what is that? Is this your product or is this the company you work for? Does your company sell on Amazon? Um, I was intimidated initially about how do you get clients, but you could just spend a few minutes on Facebook scrolling through your friend's feed and see clients everywhere. So they were, you know, there, uh, another great one for me was as an existing e-commerce seller already, I had relationships with my carrier representatives, like my FedEx rep and my UPS rep. Sure. And one day the FedEx reps calling on me, you know, making sure things are good. And, and I say, listen, all day long, every day, you visit companies that are shipping stuff. So I think that I would like to help you help your clients sell more products and ship more products. And he lit up, you know, he's like, yeah. So he began to feed referrals to me of these companies that are shipping products. Because if they're shipping products, they're selling them somewhere, right? That's incredible. That, that's a good tip. You know, if we use like an opening little tip 
audio yeah. clip. That might be it, Fred. <laughs> That's good stuff. I love that. I was like, this is a gold mine because yeah. uh, all of these, these guys, that's what they do all day long. They drive around and visit on people who are shipping. So get in touch with your, your local FedEx rep, your local UPS rep, and get permission to call on their clients because it's a win for everyone. The client is going to sell more product and then they're going to ship more product, which, which ultimately you know, helps, the, helps the, uh, the shipping person. The only caveat to that is uh, you push them into FBA and all of a sudden Amazon's doing all the shipping for them and um, they're not shipping it on their UPS or shipping account. So um, that is something that has come up before. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, that makes total sense. But yeah, I just want to interject a little commercial for people who are like, hey, that's an interesting model, helping other people sell on Amazon. We've talked about it before. I'll stick this link in the show notes too, listener. There was a great interview we did. It's probably been about four or five months ago, we added a brand new module to the Proven Amazon course called the PPP module, Proven Product Partnering module. It's sold separately, of course, if you want to snag just that, provenproductpartnering.com. But it's integrated fully into the Proven Amazon course, meaning you pay nothing if you buy the Proven Amazon course to get this module. It trains you how to approach and find and partner with products that aren't on Amazon yet and get paid, you can have dozens of Amazon accounts that way. You can help them set up their own or you can ship it through your or Amazon account. You can help them sell online creatively, Facebook Marketplace, eBay, whatever. But the point is you're finding these products that aren't being moved effectively online yet using the skills Fred talked about that you can learn in the Proven Amazon course. And the vast majority of products that could and should be getting sold online, it's just not happening the way it could or should be yet. That's the time period we live in. Will that be true 50 years from now? Probably not. Most products will probably be created then, designed. How are we going to move this online? How's you know the internet's going to be fully integrated in these businesses? But right now, that's just not the case. A lot of them have no idea what they're doing. When they think selling online, they still think building a website or I don't want to have anything to do with big, bad, evil Amazon. I've heard bad stories about them. Those are the two thoughts they're having. And if you can go in with a bit of knowledge and help these brands you'll be shocked how clueless they are. And if you've, all you've done, I've said this a few times, Fred, see if this resonates. All you've done is listen to about 50 or so episodes of this podcast. You've got a PhD in selling online. Get That's out right. there and brag about it. <laughs> because right. other people will just be blown away by the level of knowledge that you've acquired. So yeah, so that's cool that you started going in that direction. And, and it started with our conversation. It's been about a year ago. That's right. And that, that is quickly becoming a major uh, source of revenue for my company. And that's great revenue because, you know, it's uh, the only thing you have to invest your time into it. Of course, it's not passive income by any, any chance. Although, let me back up. It's not completely passive, but actually to some degree it is passive because like with the deals that I have structured and I got a lot of these ideas through the proven product partnering module, I have my deals structured with many of my clients in such a way where I'm going to have to get a minimum amount per month, but I have a commission of gross sales. So, you know, just say for instance, 10% of your gross sales, but I need at least a thousand dollars a month to manage your account. You know, it's not worth it. My time for me to manage it. So thousand dollars a month to manage your account, but 10%. So, you know, as soon as you cross over that threshold, then 
your 10% kicks in, you're making more than $1,000 a month. And so in that sense, it does become passive because as you continue to work to build the account and it just snowballs, then all of a sudden, you know, those first few months, you're like, man, I'm doing a lot of work for $1,000. And then six, eight, nine months, all of a sudden you're getting five or $6,000 from that same client per month. It doesn't take very many of those clients to quickly replace lost revenue. So that's kind of the happy part of, of this whole saga, so to speak, that happened in my life is uh, I spent 2019, the first three months, last three months of 2018, I was just in a fog. Uh, you know, I, my, my job at the church ended on September 30th. So October 1st, I woke up, threw open the curtains and said, yay, I'm ready to conquer the world. And about two hours later, the reality hit me of, of my life has just taken a major midlife detour. And I battled that, you know, into the holidays. I really battled everything, all the emotions that went with that. So it, in 2019, January 1, you know, and I think it was January the 2nd, maybe, or the 3rd, it was, it was the first week of January when you and I had that one hour call. And I hung up and I took a lot of notes on that one. And then you graciously had recorded it and emailed me uh, an audio file to go back and listen to. And I made more notes. I was like, all right, it's time to buckle up because we're about to invest ourselves in 2019 and show the, show the world and show myself what can be done. So I'm so humbled and blessed to be able to say that here, closing out 2019, starting 2020, we're completely making budget. We're profitable, putting extra money away, making budget on top of the fact that our, in, our expenses at home have greatly increased because this past fall, I sent my first of four kids to college and really beginning to learn really quickly just how expensive college is. So it all worked out. The, the revenue streams for e-commerce, private label, some wholesale to FBA, and then the, the product partnering and the consulting and management. And for me, that's really two different ways. One way is, is I'm actually managing their seller account. They either had a seller account they weren't doing well with, or they didn't have one at all. We set that up and manage it for them. Or in some cases, uh, I just get an exclusive and I just, I've got one big brand here locally and I'm the exclusive seller. I, I buy it wholesale from them and I sell it on Amazon and, and they have a, a partnership with me that says they won't wholesale it to anyone else that does that. And then uh, we talked about music a little bit. I've always done the music and that's always been another source of revenue, different revenue stream. So if they unplug the internet you know, and kill us uh, that way, uh, I still use my 10 fingers and 88 keys and I play around here for fun. I play at some resorts to play dinner music and a, a restaurant here locally, a really nice restaurant. And then some of the, five, there's a five star, five diamond resort here and I'll go play piano. And I've told my wife and friends that I think if I could be a multi-millionaire and I would still go and do that gig once or twice a week at night because it's so much fun for me. It's just something I love to do. And you're quite talented. I mean, you're not just another guy who spent a little time at the Keys. I, I got some goosebumps the first time I heard some of your Christmas music. You were kind uh, enough to send me over some downloads. You are good, my friend. 
Well, thank you. Uh, and, and deserve as much attention and, and, and accolades in that department is because I know that takes a lot of time and, and effort and energy over many, many years spent uh, at the Keys. I've got one son who aspires to play and he kind of learns a song at a time and he's very talented that way. But uh, you're at your next level. How can people, if people want to check out some of your music, what's the best way to do that, Fred? Totally. Uh, I'm on all the digital music platforms, just my name, Fred McKinnon. And then I also do a podcast twice a week called Worship Interludes. You can find that on the podcast app on you know your Apple device or on Spotify, actually. It's, it's one of the top podcasts in that category and on Spotify, Worship Interludes. And, and that's a unique podcast because when you think of podcasts, usually you think of a talk show or an interview. Um, it's nothing like that at all. I, I sit down and record twice a week. And they're usually anywhere from six to seven minutes to 10 to 15 minutes. And I just improvise really soft, peaceful, reflective uh, piano pieces. It's kind of part of my worship time, part of my quiet time. I used to, during the altar call at church, and I would be up on the keyboard while the pastor was doing the altar call and, and not really playing a song that people recognize, just playing this music. And people used to say, oh, I just wish... You could come to my house every night and play that for me when I go to bed. And so, okay, I can. I'll, I'll make a podcast. And so it's called Worship Interludes. And that's all it is. It's uh, music for your quiet time or prayer or meditation or to fall asleep to, or they use it in massage therapy. Could I make a special request? Absolutely. In one of your upcoming episodes, how long is it, how long is it between recording and live on your episodes? I... Pretty much instantly. Uh, okay, cool, cool. So here's my request. Sometime in the next week, because it'll probably be 10 days or so minimum before this recorded audio is live for our community. Sometime, do you give a title to each of your interludes? I do, yeah. Could you do one for, let's, you know, you can get creative with the title, but uh, for the families and entrepreneurial families, for business building families, I love and it. just be in prayer for business building families and just, Come up with, and we'll we'll link to that then in the show notes, and they can hear the song you composed just for the listeners of this show. Oh yeah, and, and the other I entrepreneurs out there who are, you know, serving uh, serving God, their spouse, their their families, and their customers in that order. Uh, I'd love to hear what you come up with. See what God drops on your heart. All right, can you do that? Absolutely, and you know, there's there's no, um, I don't pray on the show. You know, I mean, it, there's nothing. There's nothing spoken, right? Oh, uh, it's just you playing. I've heard them. Yeah, yeah. But you're in prayer when you compose it. Absolutely. So a cool milestone there as a fellow podcaster. In December, we crossed our 1 million downloads on that uh, podcast. So That's um, beautiful. God's been faithful to me at 49 years old, having gone through a pretty traumatic career change and and a business that was doing you know, on a, on a light year, seven to 8 million to now doing maybe 1 million or one and a half million. I'm more excited than I've been ever. And I'm fulfilled and full of joy and love waking up and going to work in the mornings and, um, have been so encouraged by what you've taught and what you're doing and our partnership together. Thank you. Thanks a lot for that. I'm one of the millions of people that you've impacted in a significant way. And I really appreciate that so much. Well, we're, we're blessed to be a blessing, man. 
that's what it that's what it's all about. There's nothing more fulfilling than taking those gifts and talents God gave you and stewarding them into serving others as your cup overflows, man. Some good imagery there. That's all biblical truth. Hey man, it would be awesome to have because you've never been to a conference that I, if I recall, right, not approving. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. This we've got our eighth one coming up, July twenty-one to twenty-third. I'm kind of envisioning uh, finding a piano and, and wheeling it close to the action and letting you get some time on the keys and meet some of the people in this great community. Man, my treat. Bring your family uh, and just. It, I'd love to see as many of them that can be there, be there. Um, and it's it's just a few hour drive south of you. It's going to be in Florida and, and Boca Raton this year. Okay, so twenty-one, twenty-three. The Proven Conference for the listeners. So I know you probably you can't make up your mind right now on the spot, but dude, it'd be great to have you there. I would, I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that happens. I would That'd love it. Great. That'd be great. Uh, and if anything else you want to leave for the listeners, any other final comments before I start to wrap this one up? I think this was a good, powerful episode. We dropped some good ideas on folks and I got a couple closing remarks, but absolutely, uh, anything else that uh, you wanted to make sure we hit? You know, I think that basically I would encourage the listener a couple of things. Number one, like you and I both said, if you're listening to this podcast, if you, you've gotten like proven Amazon course and you've studied, you are, you are far more knowledgeable than you think. You know so much more. And what you don't know is literally a Facebook post away. All you have to do is ask because there's somebody in this community that's going to have the answer. So you're surrounded by this great cloud, so to speak, of people who are there to cheer you on, to rally you together. So I want to encourage people not to be intimidated and, and not to give up and not to get discouraged. Or if you do dis- get discouraged, just to reach into the community for help because that's what it exists for. And I'd also want to encourage people to not lose sight of multiple income streams. Uh, don't rely on one income stream. You, you may have one product that you private labeled that you're clearing 10 grand a month on, on Amazon. Don't take your foot off the gas. Don't stop. Don't think that you found your golden ticket and it's going to take you through to retirement because it's not because a month from now, someone has knocked that product off and you're not in that making that. So that would be my other big advice of doing this now for years and years is don't take your foot off the gas, you know, not until it's your last day here on this earth. Just keep going, keep going and pushing with everything that you have um, to stay prepared. Couple Hebrew lessons pop into my head. I love the precision of the Hebrew language because they say if there's a word that doesn't exist in Hebrew, they call it God's language, the language of the Bible, the original Old Testament was written in Hebrew. If there's a word or concept that doesn't exist there, outside of medicine, science, technology, which they acknowledge is always changing, but anything describing relationships, et cetera, if there's a word, if the word doesn't exist, then it's a nonsensical concept. And the word retirement does not exist in mm. Hebrew. There's no word. There's, it's not mentioned in the Bible. <laughs> and wow. here we spend decades setting ourselves up for this magical retirement moment. Wow. And really that's kind of just taking the, it's like, when do I get to take my foot off the gas? You don't. No. You serve till you drop. Doesn't mean that's you're going right. to be laying bricks when you're 90, but you'll be teaching young bricklayers how to lay bricks. If that's what you did with your life, you know, you'll be, you'll be sharing your knowledge and the wisdom of the years that you have. You'll always be serving. You're never going to stop serving. As soon as life becomes about you, you can read the statistics, the guys that retire and die in a year because they get, they think, oh, I'm going to play golf every day as much as I want. And then a year in they're miserable yeah, right. because 
you've turned off that inflow of, of relationships and people that you're serving, which is an observation I want to make about your business. I, you've probably connected these dots, Fred, but when you were juggling spreadsheets and half a million different products on Amazon, you were spending a lot of time looking at the numbers, looking at the data. You weren't really having an attachment to the people that you were touching and impacting. Now you've switched over to this PPP model. And I just want to hear like real quick from you, how, what does life feel like instead of juggling numbers on a screen, you're talking to people on a phone now? Yeah. What's that feel like? I love it. I love it. I've always been um, a teacher at heart. I like to gather people. I've launched communities in the past, worship communities and masterminds. I've always been a guy who, so to be able to do that, it's so fulfilling. I had one of my clients here in this office on this white couch right next to me this morning, and we were going over all of the search terms associated with their product. And, and, and that, was one of, that was one of the ones, Jim, I saw on Facebook, uh, a guy, a mutual friend was at a Costco standing at a display. So I knew he had been in the grocery business, but I didn't know he had switched to a new company. And I commented, what is this? Um, that's not seafood. They don't you know, sell seafood on an end cap at Costco unless it's refrigerated. And he goes, no, this is the company I'm running now. And I was like, uh, tell me about Amazon. So uh, <laughs> long story short, that's a, a, a major national brand mm-hmm. who is all over the, the country in the big retail stores. And we just took them to their first six-figure month on Amazon. Oh, that's uh, a beautiful story. I love it. Their investors just had their audit and their annual meeting. And the guy comes out and he goes, well, the thing they're most happy about is our Amazon business. And we mm. celebrated. I felt great. They felt great. And, and just the camaraderie of knowing that you're going into a company and helping them bring value to their own company. It's bringing value to me. And it's bringing value to all the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of customers that are getting that product. And that's true whether it's a big national brand like that or if this boutique mom and pop shop down the road who've come up with this cool little product that everyone in your little town loves. And that's all right. of a sudden, you can take that globally, you know, and all that's of a sudden, beautiful. mom and pop have, you know, 50 employees now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What we're doing changes lives, man. Don't, yeah. we, we should never forget it. And something else, since you mentioned your age, I want to research this a little bit more myself, but I, I just turned 50. Actually, come up, I'm much closer to 51 now, but uh, 50 is the year of Jubilee. 50 yeah. is the in Woo. Hebrew. That's, a, that's like party time. 50 is yeah. a big deal in Hebrew. Uh, so yeah, man, you're going to have an awesome year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My 50 wow. was incredible. I, I had multiple wait. times in the past several months where I've said, this was one of the best days of my life. Like if I, at the end of my days, if I look back and be like, let's go, let's go track down the top 40 days of my life. Good handful of them would have been in this past several months. Man, so, that's uh, encouraging. There's something cool about 50. I haven't done the, I haven't done the research on it, but I know it's a significant number in the Bible and in Hebrew and uh, my 50th year, which is sure incredible. Awesome. So God bless yours as it's coming up on us. And one of the thing I want to, point out to people too, is we had an episode not too long ago. I, that's why I had you talk about, you know, dealing with spreadsheets versus dealing with people. Right. We had an episode not too long ago where I talked about this superpower that any of us can develop. that gives us this incredible strategic advantage in business. I'll link to that in the show notes too. It has to do with that question that we just addressed of, you know, what's it like to deal with numbers and products on the screen versus people that I mean, you can shake their hand and meet them for lunch. 
What impact does that have on you psychologically, your business, the money in your wallet? What's that superpower? What's that connection? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link to that in the show notes. I've probably yeah. just built up a little curiosity for folks, but I tell you exactly what to do. It's a tiny change any of us can make and you will make more money, bottom line, but you will also be a lot more fulfilled, feel a lot healthier. You'll look forward to work a lot more. Um, these are timeless truths. You've got my interest, Pete. Uh, healthy is my word for the year. There you go, man. So this is a health superpower. I'm it's ready. one tiny change, man. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes and go check it out. Yeah, I think you really enjoy it. And uh, it's, it's not complicated. It's kind of common sense, but so few people do it. And I illustrate and, and actually give people a little quiz at the beginning of the show is to see if you need, if you need or lack this superpower. Um, but all right. God bless the business building warriors out there. This has been a fun yeah. oh, episode. Thank you. I've enjoyed it too. Um, man, it was great having you here, Fred. And to those who hung out with us and gave us one of the most valuable assets, the most valuable asset you have, just an hour of your time. That's no big, that's, that's no joke. You know, that's a big deal. You could have used it a lot of different ways, but you, you chose to hang out, with, hang out with Fred and I today. We definitely appreciate that. And I'll just remind you one last time, listeners, a um, couple things, last reminders. We love when you share this show. Our marketing budget is exactly $0. So the only way we get new listeners is if you, tell people to go to silentgym.com. We had someone, this first time I'd ever seen this, Fred, we had someone this week and go, I looked forever for Silent Gym and I was thinking it was like G-Y-M, like a gymnasium. I couldn't find it. <laughs> like, no, it's Silent Gym, like Jim, like me, Jim, J-I-M, Silent Gym. So just tell them, send them to that website and you'll, you'll get your friends uh, sending you thank you cards for connecting with all the great people, the guests that we have on this show. And uh, all the business building warriors out there, we're praying for you. We love you. God bless you. We're in your corner. We've got a free Facebook group. You can find that at Silent Gym as well. That group that Fred was talking about, jump in and feel that support and love, the answers to your questions. We'd love to have you jump over there if you're not in there yet with us. But we'll do another episode like this again real soon. Our guest, Fred McKinnon, thanks for hanging out with us today. Go check out his music. All the links will be in the show notes. And we'll tell you how to do that again here in just a moment at the end. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.